impact of a godly mother. You know, a godly mother is an incredible blessing to a child, to children, uh, to a husband, to, to a home, to a church, to a community. And I want you to see something in Scripture today. A godly mother is a difference maker. You're going to hear me say that a lot this morning. A godly mother is a difference maker in the home and in the world. A godly mother has impact. A godly mother has influence. And it's all because she understands that God wants her and that her home and her world needs her to be who God created her to be. This morning, we're going to look at one of those godly moms. I I have preached this passage before, and I just don't think I could preach it enough. Because what an incredible woman Hannah is. Hannah was not perfect. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to to praise her this morning because of how God created her and how God used her. But she was not perfect. She was not sin-free. As a matter of fact, we know this. No one is perfect. No one is sin-free except Jesus Christ. So all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. Hannah, she fell short of the glory of God. She needed a Savior, just like every one of us today need a Savior. And so before we dig into the Scripture, before we talk about this godly woman and the difference that she made, the godly impact that she had in her home and in her world, I want you to just know a few details about her. First of all, she had a husband named Elkanah, and Elkanah also had another wife, and her name was Penina. Now, Elkanah was actually born from the tribe of Levi, so he was a Levite, but he was also known as an Ephraimite. And his wife, Penina, as we see in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 2, had children. As a matter of fact, she had many children. But something we find out about Hannah in verses 2 and verse 6, is that the Lord had closed Hannah's womb. I could say Hannah had no children, but I would leave out a very important detail if I didn't tell you that it was the Lord up to this point who had closed her womb. She had no children, and it was the Lord's will. And I know that sometimes that is difficult for us. It's difficult for us to understand. It's difficult for us to walk in and live. But it was the Lord's will for her up to this point. And so because Elkanah was her husband and he had another wife, Penina, who had many children, and up to this point it was the Lord who had closed her womb, Hannah faced challenges and struggles. She faced many challenges in her life And she struggled in her life. One of the challenges that she faced was social challenge. Especially since the Bible tells us in verse 8 that Penina kept provoking her in order to irritate her. It was intentional. And so she struggled socially. She struggled emotionally. And I'm going to tell you, I believe she struggled physically and spiritually. The Bible tells us in verse 8 that she wept and that she would not eat and that she was downhearted. It's important to understand who Hannah was before we get into this passage where God's going to do something incredible and she has an opportunity to respond. So Hannah, Hannah struggled. She faced difficult challenges. 
Even in the midst of those challenges and those struggles, we found out something very important about Elkanah, her husband. The Bible says he loved her, and it was an incredible love. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us in verses 4 and 5 of 1 Samuel that he would give her double portions to eat on the days of sacrifice, more than he would give Penina and her sons and daughters. But yet we still see that she was unfulfilled by that. What I want you to see is that, moms, you are going to face challenges in this life. You are going to face struggles in this life, and sometimes they will be social struggles and challenges. Sometimes they will be personal challenges and struggles. Sometimes they will be relational. Sometimes it will be emotional. Many, many times it will be physical. But you're going to face challenges and struggles. And here's what I want you to understand. There is no one on this earth who can completely satisfy you. And listen, I, I, bet, I bet you've got a dynamic husband. I bet you've got awesome children that you love to brag on all the time on Instagram and Facebook. I bet you've got all of those things. But I also bet you're willing to, to be truthful and, and, and tell me and tell the world that there are times when even when you've got a husband who loves you incredibly and even when you've got children who are blessed and are a blessing from God, they still can't fulfill you fully. You still find yourself reaching for more, longing for more. And I'm going to tell you, there's only one who can satisfy you completely. And his name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ can fulfill every longing in your heart. Jesus Christ is the one who can complete you. More so than anybody on this earth ever can. And so my question is, what do you do? What do you do when you face challenges in this life? What do you do when the struggles come from every side? Better question would be, who do you turn to? Who do you turn to when you face challenge, when you face struggle in this life? Well, I want you to see Hannah, and I want you to see what she does with all of the challenges and all of the struggles that she faces. 1 Samuel chapter 1 Look at verse 9 through 18 with me. Verse 9 says, Once they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, and Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, that means in her struggle, in her challenge, in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. In other words, she did not hold back. It says in verse 11, And she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. As she kept on praying, look at that, as she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul 
to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. And Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked him. And she said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. And look at this. Then she went away and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. I want you to see some truths about Hannah, moms. I want you to see some truths about Hannah, about how she handled her struggles, about how she handled the challenges that she was facing in her life. And I want you to understand what I said earlier. She was not perfect. She was not a perfect woman. And what we see in this encounter is that she had a choice to make. She was going to turn one way or the other with her challenges and with her struggles, and she turned to the Lord. She made a choice to turn to the Lord. The Bible says that Hannah prayed to the Lord. She prayed to the Lord. Notice that she didn't wait on the priest. She didn't wait on the priest who was sitting right there to come to her. She got up and started praying. The Bible says that she was bold and humble. She stood up. Some versions say that she got up. I want to share with you what that means. The Hebrew word for stood up is a word that indicates a decisive and bold action. That's what it means. She made a decision in that moment, a bold decision on her own, how she was going to respond to her challenges and her struggles. She made a decision in this moment who she was going to turn to. The Bible says she prayed to the Lord. And look at her words. She says, remember me. Remember me. Two different times in this passage, she refers to herself as a servant of the Lord. And so Hannah went to the one she knew, the one that knew her. She went to the one who could make a difference in her life, and it was the Lord. She said, remember me, Lord. See me in the midst of my anguish, in the midst of my grief. She was consistent, and she was faithful. I love what verse 12 says. Do you see that in verse 12? It says, she kept on praying to the Lord. She was a consistent prayer warrior, a faithful prayer warrior. And moms, that's what I want to tell you this morning. We need you to be prayer warriors. God wants you in relationship with Him. He wants you to trust Him. He wants you to turn to Him. He wants you to pray to Him. He wants you to listen to His voice. He wants you. But moms, we need you. We need you to be prayer warriors. We need you to be a mom who prays to the Lord Humbly yet boldly. We need you to be a mom who is consistent and faithful, continuing in your prayers. I'm going to tell you something. It makes a difference not only in your life, but it makes a difference in the the life of your home. It makes a difference in the life of your church. It makes a difference in the life of your world. Be a difference maker by praying to the Lord faithfully, consistently. Not only that, Hannah trusted the Lord. She trusted the Lord. She went to the Lord with her prayers. And I love this. The Bible says she was pouring out her soul to the Lord. When Eli mistook it for her being drunk, she said, oh no, I'm not drunk. I haven't been drinking beer or wine. I am in anguish. And I am pouring out my soul to the Lord. I am in deep anguish. 
And listen to this. Verse 18 tells us that after she prayed and after she spoke to Eli the priest, here's what the Bible says about Hannah. She went away and ate something. Do you know up to this point, no matter how much food her husband tried to give her, the Bible said she would not eat. The Bible said she went away downcast, right? She was downhearted. But after she prayed to the Lord, she trusted the Lord. How do I know that? Because the Bible said she went away and ate something. And it says her face was no longer downcast. I'm going to tell you, she trusted the Lord with her prayers. And in her trust for the Lord, she made a vow to the Lord in verse 11. This was the Nazarite vow. She said, if you give me a son, I'm going to give him back to you for all the days of his life, and a razor will not touch his head. That was a Nazarite vow that she made, meaning he belonged to the Lord. Do you know that long hair, the long hair of a Nazarite, what that symbolized was complete devotion to God. That's what it meant. And she said, if you give me a son, if that's your will, then I'm going to give that son back to you and he's going to be completely devoted to you. Hannah trusted the Lord. Mom, I told you this before and I'm going to say it again. God wants you. God wants you. He wants you. He wants relationship with you. He wants to hear your cries. He wants to hear your prayers. He wants to hear your thanksgiving. He wants to hear your vows. And I'm going to tell you something. God cares for you. That's not me. That's the Bible. Psalm 55 verse 22 says this. Cast your cares on the Lord and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. I love that. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Cast all of your cares on Him because He cares for you. The word cast means to throw off. And so in this sense, it means to throw off onto the Lord. And so when you are struggling and when you are facing challenges and when you can't bear any more weight, The Bible says, cast all of that onto the Lord. Why? Because He cares for you, mama. When you think nobody else does, I'm going to tell you something. God does. Satan wants you to believe that you don't matter. Satan wants you to believe that you can't be a difference maker. Satan wants to bring up everything from your past. He wants to bring up your doubts, your fears, and your failures. And he wants you to believe that God does not want you and that nobody cares. And that is a lie. Listen to me again, Satan is a liar. Why would you believe anything Satan says? Because everything he says is a lie. He never tells the truth because the truth is not in him. Believe what God says. God says, I love you. I love you so much that I give my one and only son so that you might have life, eternal life, everlasting life. God says, I care for you. You can trust me with your cares. I will sustain you. I will keep you. The Bible says to you, God says to you, I care for you so much that I will not let you be shaken. And so when you pray to the Lord and you trust the Lord, this is how you can stand. You can stand like Hannah stood. I want you to be a mom who prays faithfully and consistently. I want you to be a mom who trusts. Because I'm going to tell you something. Moms, God wants you, but we need you. Be a difference maker with your prayers.
be a difference maker with your trust. Model that prayer. Model that trust in your home. Not just for your children, but for your husbands. Not just for your home, but for your workplace. Not just for your workplace, but for your church. And not just for your church, but for your world, your community. We need to see moms who live like this, who pray and who trust. Watch what happens. God says, I will sustain, sustain you. God says, I will take care of you. I will not let you be shaken. And what did Eli, the priest, say to Hannah when she told him what she was doing? Eli said, may God answer your prayers. May God answer your prayers. May God bless you. Watch this. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 19 through 28 says, Early the next morning, they arose and worshipped before the Lord. Let me tell you again, I believe she trusted God with her prayer because she went out and ate. It says her face was no longer downcast, and now we find the next morning that she got up again and she worshipped before the Lord. And it says, Then went back to their home in Ramah. Elkanah made love to his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and she named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord for him. When her husband Elkanah went up with all his family to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow, Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, after the boy is weaned, I will take him. Because remember, Hannah made a personal vow to the Lord. Right? It was her vow to the Lord. It was not Elkanah's vow. It was her vow. And so she says, after the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord. And he will live there always. Do what seems best to you, her husband Elkanah told her. Stay here until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord make good his word. So the woman stayed at home and nursed her son until she had weaned him. After he was weaned, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull and an ephah of flour and a skin of wine and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When the bull had been sacrificed, they brought the boy to Eli and she said to him, Pardon me, my Lord, as surely as you live, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life, he will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Mamas, be a difference maker in the way you pray. Mamas, be a difference maker in the way you trust. But look at Hannah. The Bible says Hannah worshipped the Lord. Hannah was consistent and faithful in her worship. Listen, it was based on who the Lord was to her. It was not based on the circumstances of her life. Verse 9 tells us that she was with her husband just outside the house of the Lord. Verse 19 says they rose and they worshipped before the Lord. Not only was Hannah in a place of worship, but Hannah was the worshiper. So many times, right? So many times we think it's about a place. And I believe that this is a sacred place, a special place. But do you know what makes it special? It's when God's children are bowed down at His feet and worshiping Him. 
That's what makes it sacred. That's what makes it special. Is that God is with them and God is receiving the worship and the praise of his people. And the Bible says Hannah worshipped the Lord. She worshipped the Lord when she was praying. She worshipped the Lord when she was trusting in the midst of her grief and her anguish. And she worshipped now on a full stomach and with a smile on her face because she knew her Lord and she knew her Lord had remembered her. Moms, worship the Lord. God wants you. He wants your relationship. And I'm going to tell you something. He wants your worship. I'm going to tell you something, ladies. You're not created to worship your husband. And I'm going to tell you something, ladies, and I'm going to tell you something, men. You're not created to worship your children. I might need to preach a whole other sermon now, right? Because truth be told, we do a lot of that, don't we? We put our spouse up on a pedestal. We put our children up on pedestals. And not one of us in this place, not one who has ever been created, not one who ever will be created was made to worship anyone other than the Creator, God Almighty. Hannah worshipped the Lord. She didn't worship Samuel. She didn't worship Elkanah. She didn't worship Eli the priest. She worshipped the Lord. Worship is always about the Lord and it is always for the Lord. It is not for anyone or anything else. And so moms, God wants you and God wants your worship. And I'm going to tell you something, moms. We need, we need to see your worship lived out loud. We need your example of what a worshiper is and who a worshiper is supposed to worship. We need that in our homes, and we need that in our world. Not only that, we see that Hannah gave back to the Lord. Not only was Hannah a worshiper, Hannah was a giver. Do you see that? God gave to her, and what did she do? She gave right back. Hannah was faithful and consistent in her giving. She was a woman of her word. She made a vow to the Lord and she kept it. That's why she told her husband Elkanah, you go ahead and as soon as I have weaned the boy, I will come and I will worship and I will give back. She told him. She said, I'm going to give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And Elkanah said, hey, (laughs) whatever's best for you. Notice that he didn't try to fulfill her need because he was already learning that he could not completely fulfill her. That it was the Lord who would fulfill her. And he said, may the Lord make good this word. Right? And so she was making a difference. She was making a difference. She was a difference maker in her home. Hannah was a godly mother. Hannah was a difference maker. Again, I'm going to say this. I'm going to ask this. Was she perfect? Nope. She was not perfect. But I'll tell you who she was. She was a woman who prayed to the Lord. She was a woman who trusted the Lord. She was a woman who worshipped the Lord. And she was a woman who gave to the Lord. That's who she was. I believe God changed her life from the inside out. I believe when, when these struggles 
and these challenges socially, emotionally, physically, and spiritually began to squeeze on her, what we find is that what was on the inside is what came out. She loved the Lord, and she knew that the Lord loved her. And so I believe she made a difference. And moms, I'm going to say this one more time, because I believe you need to hear it. The Lord cares for you. The Lord cares for you. Let me, let me remind you of those verses in case you want to write them down again. Psalm 55, 22. Cast your cares on the Lord. He will sustain you. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Cast your cares upon the Lord because He cares for you. Moms, the Lord cares for you. And that care He has for you comes out of the truth that the Lord wants you. The Lord wants you. He wants you in relationship with Him. He wants you to pray to Him. He wants you to trust Him. He wants you to worship to Him. And listen, He wants you to give back to Him. Listen, God not only blesses you, but God makes you a blessing. The same thing He said to Abraham early on in Genesis. He said, I will not only bless you, but I'll make you a blessing. And it wasn't just to His people, he said the whole world will be blessed because of you. I believe God says that to you, moms. God says, I love you and I care for you. I will sustain you. God says, I will breathe life into you. I will hear your voice. I will remember you. And as we see in this passage, God will bless you and he'll make you a blessing. Not just in your home, but in your world. So moms, whatever you're struggling with today, whatever challenge you're facing today, whether it's a relationship with a spouse or maybe it's your relationship with children or maybe it's something going on at work or something going on at school or maybe it's just the the forces of this world that are pushing up against you You can stand up. You remember what Hannah did? It says Hannah stood up. You remember what the Hebrew word for stood up means? It means decide. Make a decisive and bold decision. And my prayer is that you'll decide to pray. Decide to trust. Decide to worship. Decide to give back to the Lord. Moms, surrender to Jesus Christ today. Surrender to the Lord. Embrace Him with all of your life. And when you do that, you will be a difference maker in your home. You'll be a difference maker in your world. I'm going to tell you, like I told that church full of men last night, this world is dying. This world is dying. And what this world needs is Jesus Christ. And I told those men last night, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ then he is in you. And you know what John said? John said, greater is he who is in me than he who is in this world. And so I told those men, walk out of this building tonight and you go out there and you be a difference maker. You walk out of this place tonight and you believe that Jesus Christ is in you and Jesus Christ is who this world needs to hear and see. So go be Jesus Christ to the world. Moms, this morning... This world is dying, and its only hope is Jesus Christ. 
And if you are a Christ follower, if you are a Christian woman, if you are a godly woman, greater is he who is in you than he who is in this world stirring up trouble. Go out there and be Jesus Christ to the world. Be Jesus Christ in your home. Be Jesus Christ in the church. Be Jesus Christ in the world. Be a difference maker. And see what happens. See what happens. Do you believe that scripture? Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Don't just tell me with your mouth. Show me with your life. Walk out of this place and show me that you believe that scripture. And I'm going to tell you something. You ought to hold me to that challenge as well. Jeff, if you really believe that Jesus Christ is in you and he is greater than the one who roams in this world, the prince of this world, Satan, the enemy, then don't just talk about it. Go out there and live it. Amen? Moms, we love you, but we can't love you like God does. Moms, God wants you. We need you. Be a difference maker. Not for our sake, but for the sake of the kingdom. For the sake of the kingdom.